very nice. That was very nice. <laughs> hey. Okay. Okay. So I'm supposed to start the podcast this week, and I'm going to have Rob help me. All right, Amy. Repeat after me. Why, Repeat hello, everyone. Me. Why, <laughs> why, hello, everyone. Welcome to Turbo. Welcome to Turbo. A Sakura Rangers podcast. A Sakura Rangers podcast. Here we focus on conventions. Here we focus on conventions. Cosplay. Cosplay. And nerddom in general. And nerddom in general. I'm Amy. I'm the sexy one. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Amy. I'm the sexy one. (laughs) And totally not Tyler. I'm not trying to steal his thing. I'm not trying to steal his thing. (laughs) I'm just so into myself, I couldn't help it. What? (laughs) I'm just so into myself, I couldn't help it. I just know myself. I couldn't help it. <laughs> now I'm introducing Tyler. everybody. <laughs> I'm Tyler. I'm the Black I'm Ranger. I'm Cole. And apparently not the I'm sexy Cole, one. I'm Cole. I'm the Green Ranger and will never be the sexy one. <laughs> I'm Robert. I'm the Red Ranger. And I don't know why Amy just said all that stuff. <laughs> Thank you, Father Seamus O'Malley, by the way. Seamus O'Malley, everybody. Yes, Seamus O'Malley, back. Yes, you remember him from the wedding podcast where the Canadians got married to their... um, Significant others. I was going to say political exiles, but uh, sure, sure, that works. (laughs) Rob, that's just how we start the podcast every week, right? Sure, yes, totally. Okay. You now may kiss the bride. (laughs) You now may kiss the bride, lassie. Crack. So... Enough of uh, racial stereotypes. What's what are we talking about this week? Yes. Well, first, enough of racial stereotypes. We were gonna touch a little more on E three now that everyone's had a week or so or less for some conferences for everything to kind of marinate and our opinions to kind of to fully reach their full flavor. Who won E three? No one won E three. The fans. Uh, but actually, come on. Death actually, battle. The gamer. Oh, death. Oh, okay. Uh, death battle. Hmm. Hmm. I'm, I'm going to shock everybody considering the last two years I have ripped them for going and having such poor presentation, but I'm going to give it. Square Enix. <laughs> I'll say I actually did like their conference. They gave me a lot that I wanted, but I don't know. I actually think Bethesda kind of won. They did. They did. Pretty I well. see that. Good. Yeah, their presentation was good. They focused on the games that people wanted. They went and gave us a couple of surprises. And it didn't go on too long. It was always engaging and entertaining. Something that I can't say necessarily Microsoft managed to go and hit, and Sony definitely didn't hit on presentation. Didn't? I don't think so. I I didn't get a chance to watch Sony, but that seems kind of weird for them. This was just a weird one. I'm honestly wondering if they had intentions maybe earlier on to throw out some big shocker that's coming down the way for the PlayStation 5 because probably next year they're going to be announcing that thing. Can I yeah. can I make a an idea here is yeah. that they over-presented mm-hmm. to the point that it was basically a show, then it was a press conference, yeah. and so 
it was yeah it was an over presentation of stuff because they had like musical guests they had very very artsy things going on so i feel like well even in bethesda had a musical guest who do you so think came in last place wait i want to say who yeah. i came in first real quick yeah of course yeah yeah, yeah. I liked Xbox, which is surprising because I've never. Oh. Did Xbox, Xbox announce? But they announced fifty games. They announced fifty games. They took up five new indie developers, and like, okay, I'm so hopeful and optimistic to a fault. Um, I, you know, the guy said we're gonna let them do their thing. We're gonna give them time and resources, and I really hope that happens because they're past titles that. Um, that they picked up were really great. I, I'm just most excited about Xbox games. They gave the most variety. There was really something in their show for everyone. Um, everyone could find at least one game presented in the Xbox press conference that they would have fun playing. Yeah, that's that's my number two. So I mean, I could I could go and easily say that they were. I could say that they won as well, but I still think that Bethesda had just had a little bit more polish on their presentation, despite. A couple of awkward moments, just... Uh, yeah, I don't know if it's a polished thing, because, like, if you think... Like, again, Sony, that was polished to a fault. And it's almost like it was just over-presentation, so it was just... It was too much, so you're like, what, what's going on? I'm, I'm here watching the show, I'm here to learn about games. Bethesda was very lax. It was like, we're ha- here to have fun, we're gonna see some games, we're gonna have some music... It's all chill. I know you're here. They they did very good in like I don't know if uh, they that was some of those jokes were improv or if he was just talking. Um, so I can see it by that things is like it felt very down to earth for Bethesda, and so it feels like oh yeah, I'm here watching this. It's entertaining. It's got some jokes in it. It's I'm laughing. I'm seeing things I want to see. It's got music. So it's not, but it's not super. I guess Sony was pretentious almost. Yeah, I, I think I'm probably not approaching this right, but I think the difference and something that Microsoft did really well and Bethesda did really well, I connected with both of those conferences. Their presentation was really well put together and I was engaged the entire time. I wasn't falling asleep like I was with EA. Oh, yeah. I wasn't just watching a bunch of videos like Square Enix. I wasn't waiting for what cringy thing is going to happen next to Ubisoft. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's yeah. Fair. I wasn't going and asking if there would be lightsabers. <laughs> <laughs> and if you could hold them. Yes, yes. That too. Sounds like good times. Yeah. No, there are dark times. Yeah. Dark, dark times. <laughs> and I wasn't asking, why the hell is there sports center in the middle of my Sony press conference? No. Oh. Yeah. Like, I still stand by. That was just... Something wasn't right with that. I want to know who yeah. greenlit that idea. I guess it's played yeah. more into the greater experience at E3, but it did not make for good television. No. And considering so, that this was the most widely distributed E3 ever between Disney XD and all of the internet streaming services... Mm. By the way, I would like mm. to say, going back to... Like, I agree with you saying that Bethesda probably did yeah. one of the best. That... Mm-hmm. One second. Oh, Cole's dead. He, oh, he just died. Oh, my God. Ah. Cole's dead. Ah. Hold um. on. I'll cast revive. It takes like three minutes. Okay. <coughs> oh, uh, sorry. Yeah, that's weird. <coughs> just have a- Excuse me. But anyway, going back to what I was saying. Um, oh, that wasn't three minutes at all. Ha, ha, ha. 
Yeah, he he has instant cast. He has haste cast. Yeah, he has instant <laughs> cast. But in but in any case though, when it comes to Bethesda, the my favorite part of that entire thing wasn't even something that was related to the game. It was actually Todd Howard talking about the history of E3. Um, and and how that he's calling, great. he essentially was telling, talking about how at the very beginning it was a young child, it was all happy, and and then it got into its moody teenage years where nobody fucking showed up. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally it grew up. It's yeah. in its late twenties now. And <laughs> yeah, it can it can go and handle its beer a little bit better. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what I mean. That's Bethesda. That was they're joking around. They're having a good time. They're trying to. Uh, humanize themselves, yeah. relate well, to the audience. They, they connected. Yeah. So, the presentations, we'll probably remember them for, you know, a few weeks, a few months or something. What we're really going to take away from this are the games. Yeah. What games yeah. are you guys going to buy? Oh, Fallout God. 76. Yeah. That's surprising. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> wow. <laughs> I surprised myself. <laughs> Since when, are, since when are you a Fallout fan? Um, the year was 2077. Oh, okay, that's the inside joke right there. <laughs> that's when the bombs fell. Um, October 25th, 2077. So, I don't, it's, it's Fallout online. I want to play with friends. I want to build shit. I want to fight monsters. I want us to all look fly. It's like cosplaying it in real life together. But also in a video game. Yeah. No, I. That's definitely one of the games at the top of my list. I mean, there was a lot of games I actually want to play this year. There was. Most of them were Sony for me. Like literally all Sony stuff. Well, I, I mean, like, everything I Sony showed off. Yeah, I want to play that. Yeah. Like they. They crammed in all the games that I wanted to go and play, and hopefully release relatively soon. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. For me though, like I. I understand a lot of these games are part of an already beloved series. Mm -hmm. That's why it's like the new Assassin's Creed game um, and Fallout. You know, there was just so many, you know, uh, Gears of War. There's so many franchises that they just keep building on. And I'm like, well, obviously people are going to buy those no matter what your presentation is, no matter what you do. Kingdom Hearts, you know, people are already excited for this stuff. For me, I'm not necessarily invested in many of those franchises. I'm kind of a spotty... Mm-hmm. purchaser when it comes to things there's there's not any game series besides like dead or alive or soul caliber because i like um fighting games a lot that i keep buying everything in the series um so for me a lot of the ones that stood out to me were solo ones so like unravel 2 looked really good for me and then sea of solitude mm-hmm. but i like beautiful games i like artistic games i like games with kind of a unique story um and rob and i looked into it and you can play on Ravel 2 online, so I'm really excited for when that feature comes out, and I might wait on buying it until it does. Yeah, they've got local so. play right now. The online play is, quote, coming soon. So I don't know if that has to do with multi-platform support that's holding it up or what, but hey, not complaining. Yes. Speaking on online play, I just, I'm going to jump topics really, really quick here. Mm-hmm. Um, who played the original RuneScape? I mined Not for me. fish. You did? You, I mined for you, fish. You mined for you mined. fish. I mined for fish. I got killed by a tree. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a bunch of loot in the ground. I was like, oh, free loot. Oh, this tree attacks you. Oh, God, I can't get away. And, I'm and your loot joined the tree. <laughs> joined the pile. 
<laughs> and, and my loot joined the pile. Um, the reason I'm mentioning that is because, <laughs> of course, there has been multiple new RuneScapes since. Um, the remaster, I believe, and also they had the classic servers up, if I remember correctly, as well. Um, they just announced, I think it was about two weeks ago or something on those lines, that finally classic RuneScape was getting shut down. Servers were going to be closed, and there was going to be no more RuneScape Classic. I had no idea. The reason why is because they're just cascading bugs that they can no longer fix, and the, equi- the, the programming has now been outstripped by their computers. And the, and the computers can no longer update the code as they used to. And because of that, third-party apps have much easier access to be able to dupe and, and add and cheat. And ruin and, and, uh, and ruin and essentially ruin the gameplay for others. I actually got a sad now hearing that. Like I, That is sad. I haven't logged on in probably... 15 but years. But this is also just RuneScape damn. Classic. There are the newer versions that have come out since. Okay, okay. But this is just the, like the original prepackaged version, like the original version from the from what was it, the 80s, early 90s. Gotcha. That's kind of a weird situation because usually going forward, people don't go back to classic games and find ways to cheat um, as much because, you know, there were cheat codes built in. There's not really cheat codes built into current games, but I would argue that a lot of DLC and power-up things that you purchase is kind of a way well, of yeah. Well, yeah. So I'm well, happy yeah, that a lot of games are cutting that. down But this on is that. also one... This is one of the... Like, RuneScape was one of the first true MMOs. So... And... Yeah, certainly one really? of the most RuneScape was one of the first. It, it was even before uh, WoW. It, it's not, yeah. it's not yeah, the I first. Yeah, I was going to go... I was gonna say EverQuest. Well, yeah, well EverQuest. Sorry, okay. I might. Was it RuneScape or was it EverQuest well, that I'm thinking of? But I'm gonna double check. Well, Ever- maybe you're thinking of EverQuest. EverQuest is the one that. EverQuest is the one that I think a lot of people think of when they talk about you know one of the first real successful ones. But I will say RuneScape. That's the first one that I can think of. That yes, I. My, my apologies. It was EverQuest that I'm thinking of. It might have been Landmark. Yeah, that's what I thought. You're thinking about EverQuest, so. Because you started bringing up RuneScape, and I was just like, okay. Uh, but they did talk about EverQuest on E3. No, because I, I, we were talking about online stuff, and I for a second there, I made a mistake on saying one of the original, it was the original classic versions of, of, it was either EverQuest, I think it was EverQuest, or it was RuneScape. I could not remember. My apologies. Okay. I, unfortunately, EverQuest yeah. and RuneScape, well, I, I tend to mix up because they were they came out about the same time. So... Uh, Did they, I think they came up. You know what's interesting quest? about those old games is you would like grind at something and you would do something repetitive. And I feel like games nowadays, people expect more than a repetitive gameplay style. I, I don't know if you guys agree with me, but it seems like a lot of games you can't just have one style of gameplay. A lot of games will do, you know, a 3D zoomed out and then it'll go to 2D platforming. Sometimes the games will have a lot more mini games. It seems like the modern gamer wants a more diversified gameplay. And recently I've been playing Nier Automata, which is amazing. And it, it really excels at this. It keeps things fresh. Um, you have to traverse the terrains a little differently depending on the way the camera is leading you. Um, 
They even have these hacking sections. I haven't played through all of it, but there's A, B, and C uh, for each character. You play through each main character's story, and the whole gameplay style shifts. Uh, have you guys played, noticed that is, as a new gaming trend? I've definitely noticed over the last couple of years mm -hmm. that games have expanded a little bit. I, I remember this being a big thing and why I love Kingdom Hearts 2, because it was more than just this linear action RPG format, that there were other competitors that were doing that, like with Kingdom Hearts 1, but the way the gummy ship battles became so fast-paced and intense, it was a great uh... breakup from the regular button mashing and whatnot. There were little extra challenges that were built into the game so you could you know while playing through the regular mechanics go and try different things to go and get extra items or to go and hunt down extra things that could be helpful inside of the game now yeah that's the mark of a good game look at uh bendy and the ink machine you know one of the big indie games right now chapter three just Regular old fetch quests, not a heck of a lot of things to talk about. Chapter 4, minigames built in, boss fights that hadn't been introduced before. It was engaging at multiple levels on there, and has a lot more replayability because you're not just doing the same thing for a couple of hours at a time. Yeah, yeah. that is referred to as, like, if it's anything other than that, it is the grind. Like, yeah. games that become very grindy when you do the same thing over and over again just get levels and such like classic like, well i can oh, yeah. so i i kind of feel like mini games and all that stuff has always been around because like i think back to like games like spyro spyro 2 ripto's rage mm. a lot of that was very different like there was every world was different uh, and every world had like special mini games in it to go and do some Would type of thing mini games though more like than puzzles Puzzles, mini games, uh, mini puzzles. puzzles. That's like also the thing between like uh, God of War One mm -hmm. is like half of the time it was a hack and slash, the other half of the time it was a puzzle game to kind of traverse the world. You hit this thing, it's like oh, there's this puzzle. I got to move this over here. I got to put the body there so it weighs this thing down so it can get over there. And then after that, you you get tossed into a big area and then it's like oh, now it's a bunch of monsters are attacking. So you got to fight all these things. And you fight your way through that. Boom. Oh, boss battle. Blah, 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 fight, fight, fight. Boss, boss, boss. Um, so, I don't know. Even like boss battles. Do you consider that as like a breakup from things? Can be. Depends on what kind of boss fight you're looking at. I'm thinking like Mega Man. I don't Maybe. think a boss... I think a boss fight is part of a very expected video game structure. Yeah. Um, Whereas I'm more talking about when you completely change the way the game's formatted. Like, like it's very common for games to teach you a skill set and expand upon the skill set. The skill set. So, like, a good game is an evolving game, and I'm not really referring to evolving games. I'm referring to games that have very many different styles. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I'm describing it well, but I think Gally Gummy Ship is a really good example. Mm -hmm. But I don't think boss fights. I don't think that's a whole different I style of gameplay. It depends on what kind of boss fight we're talking about, because there's a lot of games that are action-based and then will rely on quick-time events and things like that that go and break up the regular gameplay in a boss fight these days. I'm trying to think of a good example here, but I know that there's a couple like, just on the tip of my tongue. It's like, ah. I'm trying to think of Legend of Zelda. What's that game? Is that got mini-games? 
Or is that just part of the story of like your dungeon crawling? It has like time? side quests, but it's still dungeon crawling. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then every, it's just different levels. Mm. It's different uh, levels with different skills. It's an evolving game that, you know, teaches you, gives you a better skill set. Your skill set grows as you do the game, as you learn the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but the game so, itself doesn't change that dramatically. No. I can only think as like, maybe that, that's always been a thing then. It's always been a different level just to break up that monotonous of like, oh, here's your first level. Like Sonic, there's Green World, the, you got the Green Hills, then you got the city, then you got the, um, uh, whatever. You, yeah, you it's the, the same idea. actions, the same skills, just at varying difficulties. and. Yeah. 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 So, but I do think to Amy's point, developers are getting much better about this because I can think of a lot of games I've played over the years, most of which have been traded back into GameStop that are just the same thing over and over and over again. And the games that I hold on to and treasure the most are the ones that gave me something different to do. Uh, Like No More Heroes, for example. That is such a fun hack-and-slash game. But then, in between the various levels, they go and give you these mini-games to go and play, to go and get extra money to go and get stuff that you can go and use for other parts of the campaign. It gives you other objectives to go and complete that Mm -hmm. goes and makes it fun in between all of the what could become monotonous hack and slash stuff. Part of the reason why I don't like games like Dynasty Warriors. As good as they are, I get tired of them very quickly. Yeah, those games are like stress reliever games. They're like candy, but it's not quality necessarily so you no. know not necessarily not i haven't played that game but uh like dragon's crown is my mm-hmm. favorite hack and slash and it's the game i play when i've had a shitty day at work and i just want to smash square button yeah and pick up loot like and there's a place for those games but mm-hmm. i i'm just very excited about the creativity and a genre i really wish would um do more of this would be first-person shooters. Yes, mm. you can do melee weapons. People have gotten a lot more creative with their their weapons. Like, left, well, that's not a first-person shooter. Um, but like, I don't know. I, I wish there was more variety. Like, in Animal Crossing, something I really mm. like is you can play the NES systems. Like, you design your furniture. The whole game is basically task doing the game, and then you <laughs> do tasks for your neighbors and fundraise money and pay off your loan. <laughs> The video game. <laughs> but you can buy, like, uh, an NES system in the game, and you can play an NES game in the game. So I don't know. That, that that's, I, that's kind of a cheap way to do it. It's less creative, I think. But it, it is a cool way to add more to your game. Definitely. No, I don't know. I, I think you make a good point, because, honestly, I can't think of a first-person shooter that really has deviated that much from uh, the norm here. At least not right. any of the ones that have gone on to any mainstream success. I mean, I like the Halo games, but let's be honest. Is there anything different about that? I got to stop right here. Cole, you're breathing the mic <laughs> way too much, and it is bothering the shit out of me, and it looks like you're masturbating. So just walk away from your mic. Keep your hands up at all times. Whatever's making your computer bounce, don't do that thing. Amy and I are talking the entire time here because Uh. it is very distracting. 
No. I apologize. I'm typing right now because I'm yeah. doing other stuff right now while I'm doing this. Oh my god, no. it's typing! That makes sense! I was Don't breathe heavy into your mouth. And two, the reason no. it's bouncing is because I have this on a little metal stand. I didn't uh, know that! It doesn't uh. look good. <laughs> it looks... I wasn't... I'm not able to focus. I'm so sorry. This is an awkward moment. And the reason, like, this is literally how close I am to the mic. So. Yeah, don't be that damn close to your mic. It picks up. I've got, like, my whole fucking, here, I can measure this shit. Where's my fucking... I am. Six inches. How about this? Is this better? You can see my mic can, right there. Yeah, way better. Yeah. Yeah. Just stick a dick in between your mouth and that. Oh my god. <laughs> Six Well, inches. I definitely won't ask for you for measurements then. Yeah, it'll be too far away and we wouldn't hear you. <laughs> no, I don't think it would be an even That's bigger right. problem. Are you trying, what, what kind of joke are I mean, you making you have here, a tiny Are you talking about my penis? That's what I'm making in the comments. Oh, okay. Uh, thanks for that, bud. You're welcome. Thanks. thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, where were we? <laughs> I don't, I, I don't know if there's any coming back from this at this point. <laughs> the so sub the subject was not doing well anyway. Uh, Yakuza Six. Has mm. anyone played that? I haven't. I keep wanting to play these games, and I just, I keep any ignoring the them for some games. reason. <laughs> any of the Yakuza games? I have watched snippets of gameplay, and it's very confusing because it's like. Korean karaoke bar, but also the mafia, the Japanese mafia. Oh. This motherfucker's frozen. He's got to let it go. Huh. Eh. <laughs> that's not funny. The man that's going and asking the question seems to be having some microphone He's taking issues. a very dramatic pause. Who's playing music? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Guys! <laughs> Why am I hearing... I don't know if that's music or porn. It's porn. <laughs> <laughs> Cole, focus on this. We all need to stop and focus on this. Cole's mic isn't working. Tyler's camera isn't working. Oh god, we lost Canada. I'm gonna get a drink. I was trying to be sober for you guys. Fuck! What happened? Motherfucker! Oh my god! So hey, cute. I'm back. Oh, hey, he returns. I don't know what happened there. It was um, concerning. What? Are, what is your record time at? Uh, 27 minutes. Shit, I'm a minute behind now. It's okay. I can go and work through that. Okay. Yeah, my whole... I just, like, I fucking dropped my computer when... Uh, and it froze, and then... Ooh. Guys, how are we going to save this? <laughs> Where are we? Anyways, I was going to talk about Yakuza 6. And, that game! Uh, I had a comment, and I'll repeat it. That game is like karaoke, but Japanese mafia? Crazy! Like, I haven't played it, but every time I see a YouTube review of it, 
it's this crazy like claw machine and then like killing bitches. It's it's, just... it's a mini game galore in that. It's like how they've how I've always seen it I, I, is that it is the actual plot is sort of boring and very predictable. Where it's like the main guy has a meeting with some people, and in that meeting, one of those guys is going to be the main uh, antagonist. And then you'll find out at the end of the game, he's going to show up and he's going to take off his shirt. Spoilers! It's literally the plot of every single one of them. Spoilers. And then you got to fight him. And the game is literally all about its mini games. how you're a big, tough Yakuza guy, and then you're going to do silly mini games like claw games or karaoke or whatever. So that game is like the epitome of mini games in it. And it seems it's like. Japanese RPGs are a lot like that. Like, a is lot that an RPG? Them, yeah. Japanese? Because you were talking about uh, Travis Touchdown, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah and how that one is a lot of mini games and such, and it's just like it's it's a Japanese game kind of thing mm-hmm. to that extent, where they just have a lot of weird things to do. Oh, what else do I want to talk? Uh, Ubisoft. Yeah, yeah. Did we bring that up yet? About how literally their games like Watch Dogs and Assassin's Creed is majority of it is all like side missions and is side yeah. missions technically mini game stuff? Is that something to be there to fill people's time? I don't think a side game is a mini game. When I think mini games, I think of like Mario Party or something like. Well, that's I'm, that's all side. That's, that's, that's the that's the main game. It's a party. It's <laughs> a bunch of mini games. Or my favorite mini game of Palooza. Sonic Shuffle on the Dreamcast. <laughs> um, oh, I love this. I don't know. The more I, we think, uh, the more I yeah, think about it. Yeah, the more it. we think about it, the less it becomes clear what games are actually doing this game style differentiating. Because yeah. I guess games have been doing it for a long time. Or it's, probably, it's, like, it's how you interpret it. So either they've been doing it for a long time or it's just like you never really interpret it as that and the mini games are very strict to certain things what's the difference between a mini game and a side quest might be something to ask that is i i don't know i don't know it's it's starting to blur the line isn't it is a side quest there is a reward at the end where a mini game there really isn't yeah but sometimes mini games like accomplish something like like some games do like a lock picking type Mm -hmm. game i don't know uh does yeah, a mini a game quest, have to... A side quest, somebody specifically is asking something of me. Like, go get so, the thing for me. Is a side know. quest the, still the same type of game mechanics where a mini game is a completely different set of game mechanics? Like, they're all distractions from the main plot. Mm-hmm. I they would are say. all distractions, yep. I like to be distracted from the main plot. Mm-hmm. Like, is... Is... The uh, hacking in Bioshock, a mini game. Yeah, yes, yeah. I love the hacking in Bioshock. That's a perfect example of like a mini game like that. That is a shooter that is very diverse, but they also do those superpowers to diversify it, where you're still using the same gameplay mechanic, but they've expanded upon it and yeah. added new ways for you to use it, a skill you've established, uh, but with enough variation that you can learn how to become proficient. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That yeah, sentence yeah. was shit. Can I try again? No. Nope. Okay. No. <laughs> That's why we call you one take, Amy. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so, yeah, everything has been like I think of like the lock picking or the uh, 
uh, computer hacking in Fallout mm-hmm. is mini games. Um, hacking in it's always hacking too. It's always a mini game. Yeah. Sometimes. Like I need well, to hack a, them. It's a good way to add purpose to a task that is like. I don't know. It's a way to like take a break, but you still have a purpose to it because you're like, oh, I gotta get through the door. But it it is a good like stop, deviate the gameplay. Yeah, it's like a uh, um, yeah, GTA. We've done some missions in GTA, and occasionally there's like a hack mission in it, and so it's like um, we're sitting there, and then we're all like shooting and firing things. It's like, what are you doing? You're just sitting there doing nothing. I'm like, I'm in here playing a mini game. I'm hacking the computer, and then you got like connect things or move a dot around something until it gets to it and just like it feels so arbitrary in a in a in a, in GTA yeah. where mini games just aren't really a thing there but I guess they also have things like darts you can go darts or play yeah. golf or bowling is bowling a thing? No that's I would GTA 3. consider running over bitches a mini game <laughs> you make you make your own mini games. I'll, I'll go and say. I am the DIY queen. I saw it on Pinterest. Make your own mini game GTA Five. But that is something that's kind of interesting. I hadn't thought about because that is something different. Um, the sandbox kind of games. You know, yeah, GTA's got a single player campaign that you can go and do a lot with, but still has a lot of restrictions. GTA Online is like the ultimate sandbox. Yeah. You know, there's really almost no limit to what you can do because there aren't a lot of predefined rules. No. You know, the only real consequence to your action is just the police coming after you. And even then, look at all the shit you can do with that. Yeah, that can be be a minigame. Are you actually saying positive stuff about GTA GTA Online? Because I've heard it is a nightmare to get online and it takes forever for them to pair you. Oh no! What no? I'll but say, I haven't, I haven't done it myself. It's just what I hear. It's word on the street. Word on There's the street. There's streets right? of LA. Some truth to it. There we is. We have not Starting. had so much of that issue, but but you like we are have had playing... nights. We have. So, because we've had nights where we like boot up, and then it's like, oh, you, it, the first boot up, you're sitting there forever, waiting, 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 waiting. Then it gets going. Yep. Then we gotta go, all get the right server, and then we're like, oh, we're in this server. Oh, no, this one's not good. we got to go to this one. And then sometimes people have computer problems or controller problems, or sometimes we're playing, and it's like one, like it doesn't connect to Rockstar properly, and the missions aren't working, and it's just like, ah. Uh, but, you know, we've played it enough times that we've had more good than bad, but there has always been technical difficulties, and we have to accept that. So... But it is a bitch of a time to, like, it's, you sit there waiting for a load forever. I think you shouldn't have to. I don't know. I have very high standards for newer games because there's so Not much. A new game I well, <laughs> There's so yeah. much shit coming out, you know? Like, if a game came out this year with that kind of issue, there wouldn't be tolerance for it. Uh, uh, uh. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know how far they've gone down with that because there has been a lot of broken games coming out and people have gotten upset. But people are still sort of buying them. So, like Battlefield... Um, uh, no, Battle, Battle, Battlefront. Battlefront 2 mm-hmm. is like the worst example so far of a game coming out and everyone hating it. Yeah, although I uh, think that that's... one for a little different reason than, you know, say, a technical bug or a major failure. 
I mean, look at Bethesda. Can you name a game that has come out from them that has not had at least one game-ending bug when it launched? Game-ending bug? There's been a lot of bugs, but it's like... I mean, I remember playing Fallout 3. I built a damn computer to play Fallout 3. And I get ten minutes into it, I go and get to the border of Megaton. Here comes the sheriff. His hat starts stretching out into the atmosphere. That's not a game-ending bug. No, no. Here is the thing. It is a game-ending bug because at the end of the conversation with him, his hat starts shrinking. The problem is his body goes with it. Ha! He's somewhere lost in the atmosphere, and I can't move on. Hilarious. Yeah. No, it's, it's You should have just bought charm. a PS3. I got to be honest, that's how I was able to finish the game because no matter how many times I reinstalled on that computer... <laughs> I could not get it to not do that. That fucking hat. That fucking hat. (laughs) That's really strange. Or Prey from, what was that, last year or the year beforehand? I think that was last year. I think it was last year. I think it was last year. That one launched with a game-ending bug. Most every reviewer gave the thing, you know, a not playable score, basically. It took them a week to go and fix the PC issue so you could actually go and play the damn game. Huh. Just something. Crazy. I guess Bethesda only uses one hardware profile when they're developing a game and playtesting it because apparently when it was in the real world, it didn't work. Yeah. That's so I don't weird. know. It's yeah, Bethesda's but, always gotten away with that stuff because it's like they give you a big game with a lot of stuff. Yeah. And you, have to, you take a lot of it with a grain of salt and you go... You ex- you you kind of ex- you you, accept- you expect it. It's like if you get a AAA game and you get a Bethesda, you're like, I'm going to expect some bugs. There are going to be bugs, and you would feel kind of odd if you didn't see any bugs, if anything. Yeah. Um, it's like the Fallout VR that I got. You can instantly break that game right at the beginning because, like, if you just run too quickly past the characters to get to the place, you're sitting there waiting for the bombs to drop, and you're like. Uh, did I get here too early? And then you can't leave, and you're stuck there. <laughs> and then at that point, you just gotta like re- move your save back, and then just not move as quick. Had that again recently. I was playing Fallout 4 on my PS4, and like I went to go use a terminal as soon as an NPC walked up to use it, and then I was just frozen there because it wanted to do the animation for me to move up to the terminal to use it, but there was an NPC there, and so I was just stuck in space, and I couldn't move, couldn't click anything, nothing worked. I could look around and. I was like, okay, well, I guess I'll just reload this and then reload your saved, and it worked again. So, I don't know. You, just, it's it's a big game. The more moving parts, the more likely something is gonna break. It's also yeah. like, what was it, Unity? Uh, oh, Assassin's Creed faces. Unity. Yeah. Yeah, with the faces of just oh, being God. a problem. Just. See, you don't expect that from Unity. You don't expect that from Assassin's Creed, though. Yeah. I expect to play Assassin's Creed and it not to have a lot of bugs like that. But if I saw that in a Fallout game, I'd be like, well, that's good old Fallout right there. That's mm-hmm. part of its charm and classic. It's like driving like an old beater car and it just, it just kind of every so often kicks back like a, like a, like a, like a poof, poof, and then it like bumps occasionally and your door doesn't really close tightly and you're like, well, don't you want to fix that? No, that's part of the charm. It's, it's part of it gives a character. But if like you had a, like a brand new car and it did that thing, you'd be fucking pissed. Mm-hmm. So That's so weird that you think that way though about Bethesda when they 
have just as many tools as other developers, and you know, you should probably hold them to the same standard. I understand it's a big game, but everyone's doing big games. Yeah, it's Every, true. I would think I say games are too big, too big these days because like I can't finish a fucking video game anymore because I don't because <laughs> I have a job. It's like jobs are video games. Well, I guess I want to eat, so <laughs> I don't know. It's. I think it's the air you get. It's what you expect. Like, every video game has target audiences, and they have what you expect from that video game. So you do have expectations from it. And Bethesda has somehow made it that you expect a big world with lots of things to do. The catch is it's going to be kind of glitchy and broken and clunky. Mm-hmm. But you're going to have 120-plus hours of things to do in it. So... Either you, A, get a game that's eight hours long and it's going to be perfect and polished, or B, you get a game that's kind of janky, but you're going to play it for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It's, are, it's what it is. Are there any games you two feel... Cole died, by the way. Oh, <laughs> again. yeah, no, he's dead again. He's, he's dead Yeah, and dead. I can't go and cast Resurrect or anything like yeah, that for another... Your cool down. you got to wait yeah. for your cool down. He needs to take a long rest. <laughs> I can only do it once an hour. <laughs> He's only mostly dead. Um, fucking a. What we, oh, what hey, what games do you guys think hit the sweet spot in the middle of there? Like, you know, not too long, like, long, but polished. Like, long enough, but polished. What games do you, f- are there any that come to mind? Like, from Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah. That's that one is the sweet spot. It was a good, it's a good game. Yeah. Because it, I got through it. I 100%ed it. Uh, like, I got all the trophies and everything. I did everything I had to do. And it still took me a good while to play it. Like, I would come home. Uh, no, I played that one for a full week straight. And I had a week off work. So it was like, it was a full week straight. So I didn't finish it in like eight hours. I spent um, maybe 30 hours on it. I think that's a good time. Um, to do like everything, and then it still came out days, and I had fun. It was it it engrossed me. It pulled me in. It had good story. Uh, it had fun mechanics. So it just pulled me in, and I was just like, I'm playing this, and then I'm going to keep playing this for the entire week. I wake up at eight o'clock, play the game, play to eight o'clock, get a good twelve hour shift in there, then go to bed. And it, it felt like yeah, it was it was a good game. You see, I love that one. But I don't know if I'd go and say that's the sweet spot necessarily. For Ooh. me, it's like Shadow of the Colossus. What makes uh, Verizon Zero Dawn miss the sweet spot for you, Rob? It, it's exactly what he said there, is that I spent 25, 30 hours playing the damn game. And Ooh. while I enjoyed that, as somebody who maybe can go and get two or three hours a night to be able to go and play it, that's the kind of game that I had a really hard time putting down. And yeah. just trying to be responsible, that's kind of a difficult yeah. thing. It doesn't really have a... It, it didn't have a lot of places where I felt like, okay, this is a good place to stop. I just want to keep going through it more. I had the same yeah. thing with uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider. Another game ah. I absolutely love. Um, that one I didn't spend as much time playing. That's getting a little bit closer to the sweet spot. But 
as I'm playing through that, it's just like, oh, I don't want to stop. Or, oh, this isn't a good place to stop. I got to keep going. I got to go and find a place to rest. It's like, no, there's no place to go and rest. That game is just white-knuckling all the way through there. <laughs> and I yeah. felt the same way about uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. <clears throat> I love those games. They are. It was too addicting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Compared to a game like, say, Shadow of the Colossus, where, you know, the game may be eight hours, maybe could speed run it a lot faster these days i but that's think... one where i could stop myself like okay i've got a good place you know this this fits my lifestyle i can go and stop here i actually used to say the exact opposite thing when i got the original game for the ps2 because i wasn't working yeah. as much and it's like you had way beat, more time i beat it in one night yep yep now it's like i play the remake and i'm like this this is i would I... say Oh, I feel Amy, Amy, bad Amy. grinding Shadow of the Colossus because it's so beautiful. Like, oh, you put yeah. so much work into it and love mm-hmm. into it that I feel if I don't take my time with it, it's doing it somewhat of a disservice. So, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I still haven't finished it. I've taken a lot of breaks playing it. Yeah. Um, mm. But, I don't know. I think it's a wonderful game, though. Mm-hmm. Controversial See, opinion. Shadow of Colossus is a great game. <laughs> <laughs> I have a, I have, I do have another type of game that I would say also hits a sweet spot and is a complete other side. Is like I really liked Tacoma. Yeah, Tacoma and Gone Home, mm-hmm. um, oh. where those ones are, they're like three-hour games. So you can sit down, play through the whole game, see everything. And it's literally, it's more of a, it's not like, it's like a story. You're, you're doing an interactive story. Mm-hmm. Um, those would be, those would be fantastic as VR games. Yes. Because they're three hours. They're short. You don't have to be, because like VR games suffer from, they can't be long games. Because yeah. Fatigue stand. happens. Yeah. So they got to be nice short games. Three hours would be perfect. You're standing for three hours. And you can do that. Anyone can do that. Mm-hmm. Anyone who has a job can do that. Um, and you get through it. You can explore the world. It's all about because it's, it's all about the world and ex- exploration and finding like things to read and everything. The whole story is laid out there, and you just gotta pick up things and read things and mm-hmm. do it that way. And so, I think those games would be great as VR games, and they're a good snack mm-hmm. where you can sit down, play through the whole game, hundred percent it, get the whole story in a nice three-hour chunk. And it's a little bit more than if, like, you watched a movie or so. You could watch two movies in that time. Yeah. If you had it. If only so. I knew how to read. Sounds only great. you knew how to read. Mm, one day. I believe. I don't know. Would. One of my favorite little snack games is Catherine. I like ah, Catherine. Yeah. And I got Catherine. I don't know if Gamefly still exists. I got it when Gamefly was a thing. And I had a free month. A free, like, one month. I see you Googling, both of you, simultaneously, <laughs> these nerds hop on their Googles. It's still no. a thing. <laughs> we, we, you have to know this. Like, is it a thing? Is that still a thing? It's still a thing. Yeah, I insta- instantly look things up. Instantly these look nerds, up. said the nerd. Um, like, I can so tell you when me... EverQuest and RuneScape started now, too. <laughs> <laughs> EverQuest was 99, RuneScape was 2001. Anyways, continue. Um, Gamefly was a thing, and I had a month, and it was a March, and this was before I, March was a crazy cosplay month, and me and my brother, I lived at home, we were like, we're gonna get this Gamefly subscription, and we're gonna play as many games as we can. We played, uh, oh fuck, what's that game called? Beyond Two Souls, Catherine, Mm -hmm. Deus Ex, one other fucking game I didn't care about. 
like, all, like, we just, like, played them in one night and, like, sent them back and, like, waited two days and then played another game in, like, two nights, sent it back. So, that's how I played Catherine. So there was, like, a time crunch for me, but that's one of my favorite games. I love puzzle games. Uh, you can adjust the difficulty if you get stuck, which I really appreciate. Because mm -hmm. um, it's so story-focused, and I feel like something that I love in a story-focused game is being able to dumb down the difficulty a little bit if you just want to enjoy the story. And, yeah, yeah you want to get you know out of the gameplay, but you don't want to be, I don't know, beaten down by mm -hmm. the game so much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it slows down the pacing. Uh, I would say... Beyond Two Souls was another sweet spot for me. That was, like, a perfect amount of gameplay. It was varied. I was interested. I felt like my decisions mattered. Yeah. That was a sweet spot for me. But that speaks a lot to what kind of game I like. Yeah. So. Mm, and I'm not... Yeah. I don't need a lot of action in a game. I need a lot of story. Mm -hmm. Give me that story, though. <laughs> I like, I like story. I'm a story person, so that's why... Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like... It's story. It, um... It keeps me intrigued. It gets me interested in the world. Yeah. So... If it it's makes a world, you give a fuck. Yes, it gotta does. give a fuck. Yeah, that's why. That's why I've been doing like I've been playing a lot of Fallout lately. Fallout Four because I haven't finished it, so I've been doing a lot of missions. And like, there is like every little place there you go. There's a little story of what is happening with that area. Um, and it's uh, yeah. So it's just like you you go to you stumble across a new area. You explore a little bit. There's like a small quest or something, and you find like some little story around there, and then it's just like, oh, these are some survivors. This is how they died. Because it's always sad about how someone died in some way. Um, yeah, but then like lore. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of lore there. Like Horizon Zero Dawn, there's a lot of lore there. Oh, yeah. Um, God of War was really good, too. Mm hmm. Do you need there to be rich lore for you to enjoy the story? I love lore. I love looking at things. You're a lore whore. I am. Oh, I am. You and the Mega like, McHugh. I, you take it and you can like, spread it out and you can like put it in timelines and you can be like, see how things connected. And mm -hmm. it's like, oh, and then it's just all this little death. And then it's just like you walk apart a thing and then people are like, oh, what's this thing? And I go, well. That thing has to do with this, where this person did this, and that has to do with this. So that is a very significant piece of information you are holding in your hand right now. And you're like, it just says Tuesday is wing day. <laughs> it's like, yes, it does. But wing day is when this thing happened, where he killed him. And it's like, oh, my God. So, yeah, I don't know. I like lore. This is why I'll, this is why I really like uh, like Gears of War. There's a lot of storing lore in Gears of War. Uh, that people just don't know about because they, they just play as a first-person shooter, third-person shooter. Um, but there's like there's the books and everything, and there's just it's a whole. It's very timeline, so you can very pull it out of the timeline. So. For yeah. me, I don't need lore to enjoy the story. Like I don't mind if it's just taking place in like regular times. I don't know, but like I can like lore can enhance things for me. But mm -hmm. if it doesn't in the way where the game just leaves documents around for me to read, that doesn't work for me. Oh, no, I'll read everything. I go through everything. Yeah. That's what I think works so well for a game like uh, The Last of Us or uh, the Mass Effect series. Because those games do have a lot of lore that are part of them. But 
you don't need to actively engage them for it to go and be a good story and to go and catch you. you know, I agree some... completely on yeah. the Mass Effect. Yeah, that's just it. Like, I... I'll fully admit, I feel like I know jack crap about Mass Effect by comparison to our friend John. Because he just... I can't play Mass Effect. He's the ultimate lore whore. He, he is the lore master. Those should be our shirts. He, lore whore. <laughs> guys, guys like John, they like to go and take all the lore. Just bring it all together. And then he likes yep. to go and whip out a piece of toast and just go and smear that lore all over the place. And just, lore he toast? He consumes it. He consumes every little bit of lore. It amazes me on how much he goes and picks up on. And he can go and tell you exactly where in the damn game this information goes and comes from. And I'm like... I had no idea. I just thought that this was fucking cool. <laughs> it is a little overwhelming to hear him talk about the lore. Oh god, especially like Dark Souls Dark or Bloodborne. Dark Souls lore. If I could, I could talk to him about Bloodborne's yeah. lore because I know Bloodborne lore a lot, and it's really yeah. But those ones are like that's like skill challenging. Yeah, because it's it's hard to find all that. Well, it's not. It's like... not blatant. Even, like, one of my favorite games, I love the Dead or Alive series, you know so much more about it than me. <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, oh, I need to hit the books. I need to hit that that Wikipedia. <laughs> and I'm just like, with a game like DOA, it's just like, wait, there, there's more than just boobies and getting food? I watch DOA for the plot, Robert. I don't. I like, you would. I like, you would. I like <laughs> Tina's plot. I like Ayane's plots. I like Kasumi's plots Pl when she's plots? in that blue the, outfit. The, the only, the only Hitomi's plots when she's making salad. Lee Fang's plots on the bus when her shirt rips open and reveals her plot. <laughs> <laughs> Hot plot. Plots. The only plot I'm really interested in is Hitomi's. Independent plot jiggling physics. Yes. yes. Hitomi and her huge plots, plots. of uh. story. I love Huge Hitomi. plots of land. <laughs> Excuse me, Hitomi is a precious angel. I Please. love her. You know I love her. Don't she is ruin the best. Her. She's so good. Of course she'd be your favorite. Yeah. How do you say that? Is there something I don't know about? Because you're a good boy. And she's a good girl. <laughs> she is a good girl. She's a good girl. Yes, why is she Overwatch going fighting in these tournaments? Overwatch I feel like Tyler lore. would like fucking Helena or something. Oh, Overwatch. Overwatch and it's lore. Uh-oh. Overwatch. Kaijo Cutie. Overwatch. Where's Kaijo Cutie? Yeah. Overwatch lore. Yes, Overwatch, where the game modes are made up and the story doesn't matter. Just There's a lot of everything. lore there, too, but none of it is anything to do with the game itself because you're playing multiplayer that is not canon at I, all. I'm really Except starting to for wonder... You're really starting to wonder. I'm starting to wonder a little bit after uh, Retribution whether oh. or not they're even trying anymore. Like they're trying. I'm not sure they are. There's less comics now, but like I think they're just slowly yeah. adding things over I, time. Like, I hope so. Like I was yeah. really optimistic after the first anniversary when they went and released uh, Rise and Shine. They went and had. Uh, the comic attached to Junkrat and Roadhog. Things were looking like they were really developing into something um, before all of that uh, 
they went and had the uh, uprising missions, which is like, oh, yeah. this this is actually engaging. The comic that went along with it was actually well structured. It set things up. Then there's this one. It's just like, uh, hey, look, you get to play with Moira in a canon situation. Okay, sure. <laughs> What's wrong with? I like Moira. I like that cast. She is now very, I, I appreciate her a whole lot more because she is a whole lot more sarcastic and I love her for it. She I, has all these interesting quips and I'm like, I didn't know, you, you never talk with this character. You never see anything. You have yeah. the one comic and it's just like, okay, I don't really get her personality. And then we play that and I go, I like her. She's sassy. She's got, she's got girt. She's got things I would say. They say something, mm-hmm. you go, yeah, you're an idiot. So this is why you're an idiot. And then it's just like, ha, I would have said that. I like you. You got chops, kid. So, don't look at me like that, Dan. <laughs> I, I see her. I see you looking at me like that. So, I I appreciate it more and more after this. It gave yeah. me more of an understanding of her personality. That, that was the um, only thing I got out of it, though. And then you got the reason why McCree left, too. Like, because you never knew why McCree left, and then that's why. Yeah. And then, so you got two of them, and then Genji was there, too. <laughs> and Genji was also there. Have you guys seen that gif from, like, a house where it's mm. talking about the rat bites? And then it has the one doctor, he's like, I too him in this episode. That's like Genji. I too, <laughs> I, I too him in this episode. <laughs> Without reference of the gif, that's not funny at all. But Oh, uh, no, that's good. It, 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 that's a good thing, is just like... There's this, there's this person, this person, and this I person too, is there. I too am here. <laughs> They're not relevant in the situation, but they were also there. <laughs> so, yeah. I like it. Mm-hmm. I like the uprising. You got some things explained. And because that's a tr- part of the problem is they're, they keep introducing characters. But now they got to kind of shoehorn char- those characters into the plot of, like, when they kind of do things. So yeah. Well, and there's not a lot of characters that we have easy access to like Brigitte actually fit in really nicely because yes. we kind of already knew her between the comics and yeah. uh the uh god I'm trying to remember what the name of the video was uh oh yes. honor, what it was uh yeah. whatever that one was that was great to go and see and going and having her roll into the game itself she works really well because we really already know her. There's more to know of her, but we know her. Yes, yes, because she is basically Sai introduced, and then you're like, oh, you've seen her, you know what she's about, and then she's like, and then she's a playable character, opposed to making a playable character and you're like, who is this person, and yeah. then making lore about them. So I don't know. As a Zenyatta main, I've got nothing. I I yeah, can't what? even say anything. My character is just like that's he's just a wandering monk. He was a student to Gen. He was the master of the Genji, student to the one who got assassinated, and that's about it. I don't know if he's uh, got a vendetta or something, or yeah. Uh, no, there, nothing. there's a character we know basically jack shit about, yeah. and then my main, we got to a great start with, as like there's a whole lot of in between we're missing here, guys. Who's well, your main? That's, Rob, you mystery. finish this off, please, Rob. Who's your that's main? the mystery. Yeah. Rob, I'm a Winston main. Oh, that's, duh. It's... I'm stupid. Sorry. Wait, you I didn't... Yours. I knew that. I just forgot for a second. 
Yeah. Um, I think that's part of the mystery. It's just like you got some stuff, you got an idea, but now there's the mystery behind it, and people are anticipating what's next. So you can't just give it all. You can't just give them the money shot on the face and go, "I'm done. I'm going home." You gotta go. You gotta tease it a little bit. You gotta tease it. You see, teasing <laughs> implies that you actually get to a conclusion at some point. Oh. The conclusion will be Overwatch the movie in 3D. When when did uh when did that come out? That um uh the plot that with your moon base thing. <laughs> when when did when did they come out with that? Are we talking about the map or are we talking about the video? Did they come out at the same time? No, no. The video came out before the game launched. Oh, oh, that old one. Yeah, that's like the newest. They've been doing nothing but lore. They haven't had anything new in a long time. No, the newest comic book uh, with Doomfist, I think, is the newest thing in like in the timeline. If yeah. you looked at the timeline chronologically, yeah. I think that's the newest thing that happened. Is Doomfist got out, and then he's like setting his team up with uh, um, uh, Talon. And then you see everyone talent, and you got introduced to them, and that's I think that's the newest thing. Yeah. And then I don't know where it's gonna go. I think that's where it's gonna. They're building up the good and evil, and then they're gonna fight, and you know, you know the yeah. basic you know, thing. If, if we ever go and actually get uh, solidified anything, but when, but when did the moon base come out? Like, I don't remember. Because like they they can continue doing that, that where they just have an update every little. Yeah. It's like a. That came out shortly after anniversary last year, so maybe we'll see we'll see something new. Like it's like you got anniversary, which is always a very lore heavy thing, and then you have the Junkenstein, or you have Halloween, which is never not that's all non canon. Yeah, and the Christmas stuff is always canon, and then you have Chinese New Year, which is not canon. Yeah, it kind of goes back and forth. So you there's some very areas that you know are going to be canon or not going to be canon but it's very consistent so i think they're trying to they're trying to milk the game like they did with wow they're, they're trying to get like a 10 years out of this and yeah, they're definitely trying to go and do that and we've just bored the fuck out of the most amazing diva cosplayer that is barely even a diva in the game <laughs> i am the worst i uh... It's okay. To, when I when I started playing, I need to get good. I need to get good. I have come, it on PS4 now, but come come to PC. Yeah, come to PC. She's almost I, there. Almost, almost there. there. You come there. I'll play with you. Yeah, and I'll I'll you, get you. I'll get you good. You got a copy we'll waiting for you. Gotta get good. I gotta get good. You just gotta we'll get, get the PC good. going, and then you got a gifted copy. It's just waiting. We'll, for we'll you. carry you. We'll carry you. Yep. And then and then you'll realize what's good, and then you'll find your place, and you'll understand things. Yeah. And be like. Yes, I know my place in the world. And then I'll make more diva cosplay. Because <laughs> yes, it's so will. fabulous not to wear a wig. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> now so we understand good. why she does it and how she's so, so good, good at it. <laughs> and bodysuits are the easiest thing ever because you don't, you can't lose pieces because it's one piece. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> but then you lose that one piece and you've lost your entire costume. And then you lose the gloves. Fucking gloves. Oh, shit. No, I didn't. No, the gloves are detachable, but that's great, because what if you need to pee? So, (laughs) you know, the headphones with a gun. There's lots of pieces, I guess. Actually, the Diva cosplay I bought was from Mick Costumes, 
And, like, 12 of the things needed to be safety-pinned on. And I don't understand why it was designed that way. But... Someone, like, snaps or Velcro. Yeah, that requires effort. Um, oh, my God. Effort? <laughs> Who has that? I have oh. the opposite of effort. I have a hot glue gun. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that is a technique. I could use effort. Or I could use a hot glue gun. Effort, mm. hot glue... So, in the cram for Fanime, or, yeah, I was hot, no, for Metal Arc, I was hot gluing something, and I, like, had it on my thigh, and I was like, I hope this doesn't pull over when I squeeze these two things together, and then I do, and it did, and now I have a scar from this hot glue. <laughs> nice. Because I was like, my flesh makes a great table, a great flesh table. Mmm, <laughs> fleshy tables. Flesh tables. Ooh. God, I wish the coal wasn't dead. This would be the perfect time for him to make some cringy comment. Ew. Yeah, some very cringy cover that make us all feel very uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, already... say he did it on purpose, but he didn't do it on purpose. We all know that. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to kill us when he hears this later. Okay. I think he's listening to us now. I think he's, 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 he's mostly dead, but Guys, he can still hear us. Anybody who's not Robert or Tyler, Cole's mic died. So he can just listen, but he can no longer participate. So. Uh, yep, mostly dead. Mostly dead. So let's so, bring up something Cole wants to comment on. Really oh my badly. god. Cam girls? I don't know. <laughs> so how about those cam girls? They're girls on cam. What can I say? Yeah. <laughs> I got nothing more to say. They, uh. Yeah. Oh, exciting, exciting stuff. Exciting stuff. <laughs> Look at all the stuff we can comment on. Do you put the girls on the cam, or do you put the cam on the girls, like a little hat? Can you take the cam out of the girl, but not the girl of the cam? What if the girl's name is Cameron, and her name, and she goes by Cam? Man, that'd be crazy. That would be, um, actually. Cam the cam girl. Hey, I'm Cam. I'm Cam girl. Watch Welcome me. Welcome to my cam show. I'm Cam the cam girl. I'm, I'm do. I'm going to sit in the League of Legends lobby in a bra and reply to comments and not actually play video games. Yeah. Thank you for there. tuning in on Cam the cam girl. <laughs> I'm Cam the cam girl. I'm in a bra. Look at me sitting on a chair in a bra. Woody. But actually, mad respect to cam girls. Work your hustle. Baby. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but like, I could get paid for sitting around. anyway. Wow. People have seen what you look like. Don't go there. You there will be do, offers. Like it's 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 a lot of money. Anyway, do we have anything else to say? On, we never have decided the difference between mini games and side quest. What we is didn't. the difference? I asked the question, I asked the question, is a side quest still the same game mechanics as what it is, and is a minigame different game mechanics completely? Is yes, it? Yes, no, anyone know? No one's answering me. Am I dead? Did I die? Is this what heaven, <laughs> this is what hell's like? I, I, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I was, um, distracted, distracted by, by a thought cam, of something and didn't even By cam it, girls? No, no. watching? I've got cock blocker on my computer. Oh. Okay. Um. What does that mean? You trying to stop your your significant other from looking up porn? Is she looking up cam girls? Hot. Hot. 
No, I just tried to go. I tried to go and install it on all of our computers here to go and keep Cole from looking at the cam girls while we record, and unfortunately backfired on me. I think I'm the only one that it ended up affecting. Just like take a take a giant latex condom and just wrap it around. I think it's time to wrap a latex condom on this podcast. Wrap this up the way we wrap our dicks. Good segue. I'll let you take it from here. If you would like to listen to more of our podcast, you can listen to it on SoundCloud, iTunes. And at a retailer near near you, <laughs> if you would <laughs> at the condom store, <laughs> if you would like a condom, you may go to the condom store. But our podcast will not be there. Um, if you would like to make a guess, we are still taking guesses on how much Rob has spent pre-ordering games from E3. Um, closest one gets a Soccer Ranger sticker. I will post a picture of what that looks like uh, this week. And it is a nice little vinyl sticker, and you can stick it on things. Uh, we make new episodes every Monday. Okay, yeah. iTunes, SoundCloud, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, the wall of the bathroom at the rest stop on exit 46. Really? <laughs> oh. I know, we made the big time. We got <laughs> the on the wall. Time. I know that one. I know Thank that you one. all for listening. Have a good night. Bye. Bye.